Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. On our last podcast, we made the warning that this might be a very difficult podcast to listen to. And the same thing goes for today's, because we're going to finish up our discussion of critical race theory. And we got into a little bit about what it was on our last podcast. And we're going to finish that up today. And we're also going to talk about whether or not it's biblical or not. And whether or not this is something that we should be uh, striving for. Um, and and we, we gave some examples of what it was. Uh, this came from uh, NMAAHC, which is an African American History and Culture Museum. It's a, a, an offshoot of the Smithsonian Museum. And, and in, on their website, they tried to give some examples of what was whiteness. Uh, the, the article that they eventually took down because it, it was something they were getting too much heat over, but it was entitled Aspects and Assumptions of Whiteness and White Culture in the United States. Uh, it says that the white dominant culture or whiteness refers to the ways that white people and their traditions attributes and ways of life have been normalized over time and are considered standard practices in the United States. And since white people still hold the most of the institutional power in America, we have all internalized some aspects of white culture, including people of color. And so this is, this is how they framed this and the whole article, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but they, they gave a chart, basically, uh, of different things that represent whiteness and things that we should not be striving for. Kind of the, the Coca-Cola thing of let's be less white, right? And, and on this chart, they gave a number of different things that, we sh- that, that represent whiteness. And, and obviously, we're, we're not to, to strive after that. So I'm going to, to finish reading those things that are on that chart and uh, and then I'm going to interpret those things for you uh, as far as what they mean. So like for instance, uh, under competition on this chart, it said be number one. So the, the attitude of be number one is a whiteness thing that we should not be striving after. So don't concern yourself with being the best at anything. We don't, we don't want that. Uh, how about win at all costs? Of course, losing is just as satisfying as winning, right? Uh, winner versus loser dichotomy is a whiteness thing. Uh, there is no such thing as a winner or loser, just participants. Don't keep score, but just give everyone a participation ribbon. That's, that's what would be a much better idea. Uh, how about action orientation? So <laughs> that being a white thing, action orientation. How about James 1 2 2 in the Bible? Uh, it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Obviously, 
that scripture kind of blows this out of the water, right? All right, how about master and control nature? So if you are uh, into whiteness, you believe that you are the master and the control controller of nature. Of course, this flies in the face of Genesis 1.28. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The two don't seem to to correlate, do they? How about, uh, must always do something about a situation. If you are demonstrating whiteness, then you must always do something about a situation. Problem-solving skills are bad. I mean, obstacles are not to be seen as possibilities for success, right? Oh, here, here's a good one. Aggressiveness and uh, is, is, is a whiteness thing. Extrovertism is a whiteness thing. The laissez-faire attitude is what is desirable, in their opinion. All right, here's a good one. Decision-making is a very white cultural thing decision making we we cannot be good decision makers why why not be indecisive i mean why would you need the ability to make a decision and then just simply go with it i mean leaders don't really have good decision making skills right uh majority rules here's a good one majority rules and they even put in here when whites have power majority rules this is in no way racist right I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. All right. And lastly, under communication, the King's English rules, according to this, it is much better, a much better idea to have multiple established languages within our country than just simply one language is, is what they're saying. Oh, how about written tradition? That's a very white thing. Uh, writing down things is a terrible idea. I mean, especially in light of the popularity of books and the internet, this is a terrible idea to be writing things down. Oral conveyance of history is more, you know, reliable and preferable, in in their opinion. Avoid conflict or intimacy. You know, tact is never to be used. We should not be using tact in any way, shape, or form. Uh, don't show your emotions is a very whiteness thing. Uh, you, we, we should not be showing, emo- or we actually should be showing emotions, because... Because not showing emotions is a very white thing. We should wear our emotions on our sleeve, should we not? And it also says don't discuss personal life. I mean, sharing family pictures with everyone is, is, is everyone's favorite thing to do, right? You know? And then lastly, be polite is a very whiteness thing. We should not be being polite. Being rude is always the best policy to make friends and influence enemies. So you, so you see, I've gone down, and, and, and if you want to hear the other ones, go back to the last podcast. We started these off, and, and there are just so many here that just strike you as just being very, very bad things for society, if not, if, if not just simply for the individual. Um, you know, these, these are the things that are considered traits of whiteness. Uh, we are to avoid these things in favor of the opposite of these things. Uh, we know that there is racism everywhere, and it is proven by how many people deny that they are racist. So if you deny that you're a racist, 
and that, that, that you have any kind of racism within you, then that proves you're a racist. Um, here's a great article, and, and this, this is entitled The Unbiblical Theory of Critical Race. And this is by Ryan Heffenberg. And it was dated uh, September 23rd of last year. And it says, Critical Race Theory is a sugar cube of the ears uh, of the left. And this is from the Christian Post. And it says that um, it is uh, a sugar cube of the ears of the left and a rhetorical sympathy, sympathy to those who would rather attend to emotional appeal than facts. What is CRT? Critical Race Theory. CRT is a philosophy descended from neo-Marxism, postmodernism, and critical theory. It includes concepts such as white privilege and white fragility, and adopts the Marxist idea that society consists of oppressors versus oppressed. It also exhibits the postmodern view that truth is simply a reflection of the biases of the oppressor class. The question in this worldview is not that is not what is truth, but rather what is your perspective. You see, this I'm going to stop here. This podcast is largely about what is truth. It is the hunt and the and the seeking after truth. But under a critical race theory type of scenario, we do not want that. We do not want to seek after truth because there is no truth. Or if even if there is truth then it can't be sought after it can't be found we can we can't we can only find what our perspective is not what truth is and so according to to this article it says according to CRT if you don't have the perspective of an oppressed class your views are invalid CRT only grants moral authority to those it sees as oppressed proponents of CRT operate from the assumption that in every facet of life underlying racism exists and motivates the oppressor class. Proponents do not consider a situation on its face. Instead, they approach it by believing that racism is present whether it is overt or hidden below the surface and try to point out that racist motives and motivations that influence nearly every situation Critical race theory has uns, uh, has uh, insulated itself from scrutiny by stating that if you disagree with its claims, that proves you, you are racist. See, if this is what I'm saying, if you if you disagree with the fact that you're racist, then that proves you to be racist. Consider back to the article. Consider this analogy. I walk up to you and say you are stupid. Okay, you would likely protest that you are not stupid, right? You'd say, I'm not stupid. You would demand evidence for this claim. You'd say, well, tell me, how am I stupid? Following the argument uh, of CRT or critical race theory, I would respond and say, see, you're so stupid that you can't even see how stupid you are. And you proved my point that you're stupid. Right? That's how critical race theory operates. This type of nonsense sounds more like something out of Alice in Wonderland than a legitimate argument. But the critical race theory, as with all Marxist philosophies, 
senses, sense a relative to one's personal agenda. If you claim an argument should be rational, this is only evidence of white European oppression of other cultures. It goes on here to say that other uh, sinister aspects of CRT is that all racial groups are viewed as monolithic uh, from their interests to their voting patterns, where, um, you know, deviating from the group is, is not allowed and, and is the, the deviation leads to, to someone uh, away from CRT. If a, if a black person votes Republican, in other words, they are labeled like, like slurs, like, like Joe, you know, uh, Joe Biden said, they, they are, they're not really black. If a black person sides with an oppressor class, they they have lost their blackness and are no longer a member of the uh, uh, oppressed class. You know, CRT ironically is supremely racist. I mean, if you look at it uh, at its face here, it's supremely racist. Uh, lately, this philosophy philosophy has been gaining traction with Christians, even as it appeals to their desire for compassion and helping the downtrodden. The Southern Baptist Convention, one of the most um, you know, conservative denominations, even passed a resolution 9 stating that critical race theory was a, quote, useful tool. There is nothing useful about this. But the real question is, is it biblical? And to borrow a Spurgeon phrase, this philosophy is no more Christian than chalk is cheese. <laughs> uh, as Paul wrote in Ephesians, Christ has removed the division between Jews and Gentiles, and in Christ we are made into one man. Christ reconciled us to himself and to each other through the cross and built us up into one body. This is the extent, the exact antithesis of CRT. CRT, or critical race theory, teaches people, particularly black people, that they are second-class citizens who are being oppressed by white people, and that the system is designed to keep them from a successful life. Critical race theory is it's permanently cynical in that it assumes the worst in white people and holds them responsible for every sin throughout history. In opposition to this stands course, 1 Corinthians 13, 5-7, which teaches that love does not speak its own or not, I'm sorry, does not seek its own, nor keep a, a record of wrongs. Love isn't cynical, but eternally hopeful and optimistic is what it says here. And I would agree with that. Jesus said to Pilate in John 18, uh, 37, you say correctly that I am king. For this, I have been born. And for this, I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, here's my voice. In John 14, 6, Christ said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus not only assumes there is a, an objective truth, he claims to be the truth. The Bible never gives any credence to the concept that truth is a matter of perspective or that a person cannot speak the truth because, you know, they're of the wrong race. Hebrews 10, in fact, uh, teaches that only atonement for sin is found in the sacrifice of Christ. No amount of temple sacrifices, day after day, year after year, would cleanse the people of their sins. Yet the sacrifice of Christ washes his people of their sins, 
past, present, and future. Christianity offers forgiveness of sin through the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unearned and undeserved. Critical race theory offers permanent guilt and a, a uh, really a perpetual uh, performance of ritual and wokeness. If thousands of years of temple sacrifice could not atone for sins, neither can the self-flagellant uh, uh, decries of, the, of, uh, 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 of this critical race theory uh, privilege. Uh, it, it's, it's a philosophy that destroys the concept of individual responsibility. It, it, it destroys the concept of truth and forgiveness and can, can never be compatible with the Bible. A philosophy that stands against the core tenets of Christianity has no place in the church. And it's not any kind of analytical tool or anything else. CRT will never bring healing. Only Christ can do that. And if you don't believe me, if you don't believe that that uh, this this is really a, a thing, uh, if you don't think this is a, a prevailing worldview, let me let me re- just read you really quick something from and, and this is from not the bee. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, the 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 bee uh, used to. Be, <laughs> They still have that, and, and, and it's, a, it's a very tongue-in-cheek look at things and, uh, that, that aren't really real, but they make a, a real point. And, and then they, of course, you know, um, reality became uh, even funnier than, than, uh, than, than, fi- than fiction. Nonfiction became, uh, the, fiction became funnier than nonfiction. And so the, the bee came out uh, with the, not the bee. And so, not the bee, meaning that these are actually real stories. And this one came from Doc Holliday, February 27th of this year. Boston Public Schools just canceled uh, ad, uh, advanced classes for high-performing students because too many of the kids who qualified were white. You can't make this stuff up, it says. Citing um, racial inequities, Boston Public Schools suspended new advanced learning classes. An uh, analysis of the program found that more than 70% of the students enrolled in the program were white and Asian, even though nearly 80% of the Boston public school students are Hispanic and black. The advanced classes were for 4th, 5th, and 6th graders who were high achievers. The class offered more difficult work and more plentiful work. The classes were offered to all students who got a high score on a placement test taken in the third grade. A district analysis of the program found that more than 70% of the students enrolled in the program were white and or Asian. Uh, School committee member uh, Lorna Rivera said at a January meeting that she was disturbed by the findings, noting that nearly 60% of the fourth graders in the program at, uh, at one particular school in West Roxbury are white, even though most third graders enrolled in the school are black and Hispanic, she said. This is not acceptable. Rivera said that at the recent school meeting uh, that, uh, that she said, quote, I've never heard these statistics before and I'm very, very, she used two varies, very, very disturbed by them. Brenda Casales, uh, the uh, superintendent of Boston Public Schools, uh, said this, There's been a lot of inequities that have been brought to light in the pandemic that we ha- have to address. There's a lot of work we have to do in the district to be anti-racist 
and have policies that are all of our students have that have a fair shot at the equitable and excellent education. Advanced classes were offered to everyone in this. Are you hearing me? These advanced classes were offered to everyone. Everyone took these classes or took this, took this test in order to take the class. They were all third graders and the ones that did well on the test, then they were the ones that were put into this advanced class. Too many white kids qualified, so they canceled the class. And somehow, this is not only not considered racist, it's considered anti-racist. You see, we, we looked at, or they looked at, the color of the skin of these students that all took the same test. And because the numbers didn't come out, the way that they had hoped because the numbers didn't show an equity when it came to the numbers of the whole then now because we look at the color of their skin we're going to cancel the classes for kids that are doing much better we're going to cancel those classes and we're going to force them to not not have as good an education because of the color of their skin now This is critical race theory in practice. And I can give you example after example after example. This is just one. This is just one of many examples today where we have terrible leaders in in places of leadership. We should not be having these type of leaders in these positions. Why? Because they do things like this. They follow after critical race theory. And critical race theory basically says that, that if you are white then you are a racist. Whether you know it or not, you are a racist. And you like the fact that you are racist because it gives you advantages. And if there is something that... Take, take anything. If, if it, the, the number of mangoes that are being sold in grocery stores, I don't care, you can take whatever you want and say, okay, if... If more whites are buying mangoes, then, then that means that, that our society is racist. That, that you know, the, the number of, of blacks in, in our country, you know, hovers right around 18%. And if, if, more, if, 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 if more whites are buying mangoes at stores above that, that 18% mark, then you know what? That shows that we're racist. And that is just baloney. This this thing of of being uh, of, of dividing and conquering that is a Marxist philosophy, and all of this is based in that. All of this is based in Marxism, and it's based in postmodernism, and and it's not unifying, not unifying at all. It, it's quite the opposite. It divides everybody, and it says, you know what? Here's an oppressive class, and here's an oppressor class. So you are either a victim or you're benefiting from racism. And if you say that you're not racist, if you say, how, how can I be racist? I don't have a racist bone in my body. Well, that proves that you are racist. That proves right there that you don't even see it. 
and, and you don't even want to see it because if you wanted to see it, you would see it. And, and you don't want to see it because you benefit from it. And you're racist because even the founding of this country is, was founded in racism. And so that makes you racist. And we need to turn this, this country over to Marxists so that way we can have an equitable society. This is a very dangerous thing. And, and our churches cannot get involved with this. Our churches should have nothing to do with using this as an analytical tool. CRT, or critical race theory, is, in my mind, a very satanic thing. And I, say, I don't say that lightly, because I am not one to over-spiritualize things, as you probably know. But I would say that, this, that these type of things, this type of thinking, has nothing to do with the Bible. This type of thinking is, is something that the enemy would, would divide us as a society, that he would separate us out and then, and then take individuals and say, you know what, you are a victim and you are never going to strive, be able to strive to be what others have. And, and so you, you look at, at, at how, how people are made to feel with this type of philosophy and it's not biblical. Now, you may have a different, different opinion on this. I would love, I would absolutely love to hear your opinion. If you, if, 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 if way that you believe is something different on, on critical race theory, I would love to hear that. Um, th- this, this can be a discussion uh, that, that will uh, you know, continue on. But, um, and, and I'm sure another podcast in the future will cover this uh, even in, in more depth. But I'm, I'm saying right now that critical race theory is definitely not a biblical thing. And it's not something that, we, that, that is uh, uniting us. It's only dividing us as a country. And, uh, and if you want, you want to uh, uh, you know, let us know uh, what your thoughts are, you can always send us an email. And that's for uncommonsense at gmail.com. That's for F-O-R uncommonsense at gmail.com. You can always, uh, please go and, and, and like us, um, you know, subscribe, uh, and, and we would love to, to see uh, your comments there or uh, respond to them uh, personally uh, through the email. And very much, we very, very much thank you for listening and have a good one.